Well, hey there. I'm Pastor Cody. And I'm Pastor Matt. And we're here on this Faithful Tuesday Faithful to have ourselves Tuesday. a conversation. Let's do it. We're going to do it. So this week we're going to jump into, uh, he's been out, crazy chaotic couple weeks. That the chaotic we, waters. Chaotic waters. You yes. are You are the fish. Yes. Um, mm. But it's <laughs> a great segue, but we're, we're talking about uh, Jonah. <laughs> I'm doing a mini-series on Jonah while he is... Uh, on um trying to catch up on life yeah just catching up on life so yeah man let's jump in yeah enjoy this time as we talk about pastor cody's messages it's gonna be great <laughs> they're so entertaining yeah and the links are in the description please like and subscribe okay thanks okay thanks god bless <laughs> do less god bless So, um, an icebreaker question. Here we go. The zombie apocalypse. Turn. Yeah, I'm going to... Excuse me. I, I am drinking... Carbonated. Good heavens. I'm, I'm, I'm drinking. <laughs> You're belligerent from three Cher- sips of a uh, cherry, cherry Coke. <laughs> yeah, that has zero sugar. I'm back on the diet fasting bandwagon and uh, just trying to, to be a blessing to everyone in my household. But well, amen. Yeah. So anyway, forgive my burps as I'm drinking that. But um, uh, I'm going to kind of run the questions today, uh, which means they're probably not going to be very good or very many questions. But we're going to talk about Pastor Cody's message. We're going to um, chat. Yeah, I listened on YouTube. So uh, do you know that Bethlehem Church or anyone watching this, that if you miss a Sunday, uh, you missed the live stream broadcast. Maybe you couldn't even be. I was literally being discharged from the hospital during, um, I say I was, my wife was being discharged. I was with her um, from the hospital during Sunday morning's message. So we caught like the first bit of worship and uh, Kayla and Kaylee and Chloe and the band. You guys did a great job Sunday. Uh, we enjoyed that, but then we were logging off. But all of you can catch the message uh, on YouTube, even if you don't have Facebook. And so that's what I was doing, just kind of catching up, and you did a great job. Thank you so much. Phenomenal, Appreciate that. Phenomenal message. It is on YouTube. The link is in the description, and my message notes are also in the description. So yeah. feel free to tag along this wild ride with us. It's never been easier to keep up and stay up with the messages. And, you know, I, w- I was talking to a, a few folks over the last few days as I'm emerging from my chaotic waters. And, uh, mm. man, if, if, you miss a me- if you miss a message or if you're traveling or summertime, um, stay up with what's happening in our church. I feel like the pulpit on Sunday morning, whether I'm preaching or whether Pastor Cody is preaching, especially if I'm preaching, <laughs> especially it, it is, uh, it's the lifeblood, the preaching of the word of God, the preaching of the cross. It is, uh, what saves us. It is what keeps us. It edifies the body. So, um, you'll, you'll feel like you're not a part or you're missing what's going on if you're not keeping up with that. So it's never been easier and uh, thank you to Cody and, and Drew and everybody else who works on uh, keeping these things up to date. So there's there's no excuse. But let's jump in here. So here's my question for you. The zombie apocalypse is coming, and it is coming, by the way. It is coming. Uh, I think that's today's episode of Marvel's What If is what if the Avengers were like zombies or something. Really? Pretty sure. Interesting. Yeah, something yeah. like that. I don't know. I so the zombie apocalypse is coming. Who are three people you want on your team? Oh, well, for sure, Alex Buck, number one. Man. 100%. That was solid. Good pick. Uh, yeah, man. And then I have to, Kenny has to be with me. He's mm. just like out, off the wall ideas that would work. That um, would work. <laughs> <laughs> Kenny. Um, are we talking like in my circle or like celebrities? I don't think there's any, you know, I think both of you men that he picked should feel very good about yourselves right now because there is absolutely no restrictions on this. The third person would be somebody with a large boat or yacht. So mm, Greg Hensler one. comes to mind. I know you have a boat. <laughs> <laughs> so um, if you're listening, Mr. Greg, you're on my list. Mm. That's quite a team. Kenny. My wife is going to be so disappointed. She didn't, yeah. She you and my daughter didn't make the list. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Certain people slow you oh, down. Oh, she doesn't listen anyway. They so. de- they detract from the team. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, that they would have been the remnant, the survivors. They're not a part of the team, right? That's true. They're yeah. the people They're that the team like is trying to keep team. alive. We're supporting them, right? Yeah. Right. But that Alex, Kenny, Mr. Greg, yeah. that's a heck of a team. Those of you that I chose, yeah. your families are welcome as well. <laughs> we can all <laughs> coexist hilarious. together in a commune of sorts mm. on a boat. 
Very David Koresh of you. Yep. I love it. Well, good stuff. We uh, Now that we know who your team is for the zombie apocalypse, um, we're going to jump into the director's cut. I liked your <laughs> your vantage point here. Mm. Right? You mean God's vantage point. Right, right. <laughs> so your vantage point on the text, on God's vantage point, And it was good. It's a, a fresh way of looking at a very familiar passage of Scripture. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and not to say that just the way you're looking at it, I think your content is also very fresh. And, you know, just looking at, um, you know, the, the tie-ins that, that you're going to make because you're immersing yourself into Hebrew, which if you were looking at his, his expo you can board, see my wall here. he has a whiteboard right here, um, and it's like the Hebrew alphabet, I think, some of it. Um, that's the whole alphabet and all the vowels. There it is. Yeah. Er. <laughs> er. Yeah. Yeah. That's all of it. Yeah. So uh, it's just, it's neat to see, you know, your your work and your study that comes out and your preaching. Uh, and I've enjoyed it. So, and just watching you grow, it's, it's great. It's, it's been fun for all parties. involved. <laughs> it's painful. Like even when I go back and listen to the messages that, <laughs> you know, that I preached or used to preach, right. It's, it's just neat to watch the progression, you know, for anyone, but it's true. Um, you have really, you've stepped up to the plate, not to make this all about you. Cause your head's already big enough. Mammoth it headwear. Is Mammoth <laughs> headwear. Shout out to you guys for <laughs> making hats that fit. <laughs> I'm, I'm so grateful. <laughs> I may or may not have special <laughs> ordered Cody a hat that would fit his dome piece. Yeah. And the brand is called Mammoth Headwear. But anyway, your head's big enough. We don't need, you know, it's pride to, to boost it. Well, honestly, I do job. feel good because when I was when I was packaging up all of our like message content to move it over Anchor, I found stuff of mine from like two, three years ago. Mm. And oh my gosh, I can't believe you let me up there. Well, <laughs> so I know, feel pretty good. It takes time. <laughs> and some of you... Some of you that are watching have been here the whole journey, and I just want to say that I'm grateful that you're yeah. still here and yeah. that you still respect me as a person. <laughs> um, I, or at least I th- would assume that you do. Yeah. If you don't, I understand. They're just lying to you. Yeah. No, and it's it's just been a, a really neat, incredible thing um, to be a part of that journey with you. So hats off. I can't wait to hear next week's message. It's going to be good. Yeah. So a two-part series, Cody's Preaching Two Weeks, uh, which is a huge... Two-week mini-series. Yeah, a huge help for me. And, and, and um, this, this chaotic waters state of your life. Yeah. And I guess we might as well yeah. look, uh, hit on that yeah. for a second. But, um, yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, we're so happy to be here. <laughs> <laughs> and boy, I could say so many things with that right there. Oh, my gosh. Anyway. <laughs> but uh, it has been chaotic, man. My life—I I mean, just a little rundown—and I'll probably forget something. Um, but yeah, just totaled my truck in a very not good time. Um, yeah, <laughs> never. There's never a good time. But the Lord not only was the truck totaled, but like I learned some really valuable lessons through that. You know, of just trying to be present, be in the moment. It was my fault. Um, but anyway, so that was just a, an interesting thing that I've been dealing with my, my credit union. There's the burps again, excuse me. (laughs) My credit union was, uh, I refinanced my truck maybe about three months ago and the original loan, they, they couldn't communicate with the credit union fast enough. They assessed a late fee on my account. And so that has been setting there and my credit union, I've been paying for my truck payment. They don't even hold my title because Wow. The first, ori- you know what I mean? The first owner that I, the people at the bank that I financed with originally, because I didn't pay cash for the truck, um, you know, they still are holding it. So I totaled the truck and State Farm can't pay the new loan off <laughs> <laughs> because they don't even hold the, the title. So I'm like dealing wow. with that and in and out of the hospital. My wife, um, of course, we were expecting this mid-September um, and then she had our baby Rex James three weeks early. Rex Quando. <laughs> Rex Quando. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so that was a whole thing. Um, it going early, earlier than expected. And if you know anything about us, we tend to uh, just kind of like do things right when we need to do them. So we needed those two weeks uh, to prepare and do the things that we needed to do. But ultimately, everything's worked out. Um, and what wasn't done is getting done now. But so she ended up, we had him three weeks early because my wife's blood pressure, uh, spiked. And so they took him early C-section and then they discharged us. We were out for a couple of days. Things were okay. And then her blood pressure spiked up again. And 
what we're learning is that preeclampsia, what I'm learning rather, um, is not just before birth. It can happen up to six days postpartum. And it can be a dangerous thing. You know, you're talking seizures or strokes. And so her, her blood pressure was really high. And then liver functions were high. And so with those two things, they readmitted her. And she just underwent the, some of the craziest treatments. Um, so she is a champ. My wife is incredible. And so watching her go through and walk through more turbulent waters, um, you know, just from Saturday into Sunday, and then finally uh, stabilizing the blood pressure. But then over the last day or so, um, they've spiked again, reevaluating medications. And so at this point, while we're filming this podcast, which it's Tuesday, um, it'll be released tonight, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, her blood pressure is uh, stabilizing. So they are increasing medications and trying to find the right thing. So we covet your prayers. Um, and, you know, just pray that the Lord will uh, heal her and that she'll continue to heal as she recovers from surgery and from the preeclampsia and all of the, the other things. And Rex, the update on Rex James, uh, he's doing amazing. How much does he weigh? Uh, right now, I'm not sure. Uh, he was seven pounds, five ounces. Born nice. three weeks early, um, so he probably would have been almost nine pounds. He's a huge baby. Yeah, if he would have come full term. My daughter was six eight full term. Mm. Yeah. yeah. He's, he's going to be a football player. That's your retirement right there. He was good to go three weeks early. Mm -hmm. So it's a blessing good. that he was a big baby mm -hmm. um, just with the complications that she's experienced. So um, anyway, it's we're just very – I'm very grateful. I'm very thankful for um, the Lord's hand of protection uh, we saw the hand of the Lord's protection in the accident that I was in, totaling my truck in the birth, my son, my new son, you know, my wife's health. You know, the Lord has been there every step of the way. And so we're, we're just very grateful for your prayers. We're very grateful for the texts, the calls, the encouragement. Our church family is literally the best. You really are. Yeah. <coughs> you are the best. You are the best church family. So, uh, but now I'm just trying to get my bearings and I got this my last week. Next week I'm back to sermon prep and and jumping back into first corinthians but um i'm trying to just get things in order and um yeah so i was able to i bought a vehicle yesterday uh and it was just like providence really you know it was providence yeah, it was really cool i have all my like search for what i wanted i didn't really want to pick up truck anymore um i wanted an suv with one more kid and the um i i, I don't know many of you some know some don't know but i also have a business and the uh, you know, I was doing more of the work and now I'm really not. I, I sub most of it out. But um, so I don't I don't need the pickup truck as much. Um, so anyway, I was going to get an SUV. So it's like crazy right now. Like if you're buying a house, if you're buying a car, if you're buying anything right now, uh, it's just not the time, you know. So that that was kind of like, man, I don't maybe I'm just going to put this thing off and buy a clunker or whatever. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? I got to focus. I can sell you right now. Yeah. Well, you kind of did the same thing, right? Mm -hmm. It's like yeah. you got incredible money for your pickup truck and got yeah. out of that payment and, you know, got a little car that you pay cash. And I thought maybe I'll do that. You to know? quote the great Joe Diffie, there's just something women like about a pickup truck. <laughs> <laughs> I think very that's Joe true. Diffie. Yeah. Pickup truck or pickup man? I don't know. Uh, pickup man, actually. Yeah. Uh, I think it's both. Is that a different one? I think it's the same song. I think he Here's interchanges. Yeah, that one. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's one. That's it. Anyway. Okay. But yeah, so it it's just it's just crazy. But I had the search set, and one came across my, you know, my email. I say one. There was like tons of them every day, <laughs> but one that actually worked out, and it was cool because like the salesman, I went there. Yes, it was yesterday, and um, he was like, "Yeah, I go to." colonial baptist church and he's in the same network and pastor i'm gonna take care of you and everything just worked out shout out to jason covey uh for coming and looking at the the vehicle huge shout out to jason yeah um because there were some things some issues but he uh he gave me the peace of mind but <laughs> he told me on saturday he was like listen if you do the macho man randy savage like yeah while you're preaching <laughs> on sunday i'll give you twenty dollars did you do it no oh I come on man i wanted 20 bucks I, I can't believe you didn't do that 20 bucks is 20 bucks i've done yeah. a lot worse for a lot less <laughs> um you know i just couldn't figure out a way to squeeze it in i, I was I'm shocked yeah i wanted to squeeze it in in a way that nobody would have known that i yeah. was doing it to make money <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would have been challenging. <laughs> right. <laughs> anyway, so it's life has been crazy, but we are just systematically walking through and, and trying to get things in order. My children started school today. 
Um, so dropped them off this morning. Um, it's just a lot going on. So I'm we're just pray for the Lord's grace and mercy. Um, we know he's giving it. We feel it. Um, and so hopefully this week will just be an adjustment, getting everything back in order. And then next week we'll hit the ground running. But, um, anyway, I, I know that this was meant to be though. And you know, you, you slayed it. Slayed the sea dragon. Yep. Slayed the sea dragon. So many references here. Mm -hmm. It's loaded. Um, It is this man, Jonah one, especially, well, yeah, especially one is just loaded and about to give birth. So, so much good stuff. <laughs> well, well, give your thought process. So it's the director's cut was his title. Yes. So just a different perspective here and looking at yeah. it from a different perspective. Um, you know, walk them through your thought process on that. Well, so to me, so first of all, Jonah has been, I mean, just over the ages, just brutally like just <laughs> torn down and turned into this like caricatured yeah. children's story when it's really like it's actually a work of art. Um, I really appreciate the book, um, but it's very short. The, the The total sum of the last two chapters is 22 verses. Wow. It's very small. Um, but looking at it, a lot of people, we look at it, and we think it's a story about Jonah getting swallowed up by a fish and then going and preaching to Nineveh, and it's about him. Um, but the, the narrative context kind of gives way to show that it's really, it's a story about God. It's a story about how the Lord feels about the other nations and how the Lord deals with those who serve him. Um, and, but we always look at it like it's our story. We er, er, <laughs> the cat's out of the bag now. Uh, mm-hmm. We always look at it as if it's Jonah's story written from his perspective when it really, I mean, we have no reason to believe that it was written by Jonah. That's not to say that it's not a factual story. It's just that this is not written from Jonah's perspective. And it shows because Jonah's reaction and how he would phrase things in the story is not at all how it's composed. Mm. And if he wrote it, he did not make himself look very good. So this is this story is designed in a way to to tell you something. And it's not just like, hey, this is Jonah writing an autobiography about what happened over <laughs> the course of four Jonah or five days. The whale. Right, <laughs> right, exactly. It's not that. And so coming at it from that perspective, I'm like, okay, if this is if this is God's story, if this is the story from his perspective Is that kind of like the Bible? <laughs> right, oh, exactly. Just, anyway, sorry. Yeah, but right, it does. It applies to the whole Bible. <laughs> it does. I'm going to preach from the whole Bible next week. That's what I'm going to do. Survey yeah. all 66 plus the non-canon books. Well, I think I think what you're saying is something that we all need to remind ourselves. It's true. It's not that we're saying that Jonah and the whale, that everyone who says that doesn't think that it's the Lord's story. You know what I mean? Right. Or that it's the Bible, but we do that. We do. We, I think we, culturally we it's just there. We yeah. just think about it that way. Okay, you know, my daughter really literally has, <laughs> and it irritates me, and my wife and I did not buy them. Somebody else did that I won't name. Um, but just like multiple children's story books on her bookshelf, which is fine. And they're all Bible stories. And then, of course, there's the Jonah and the whale one. Mm. And they all, like, I get it. We want to teach our kids scripture, and that's great. We do. Um, you know what I mean? But I'm just like, <laughs> these are just so, like, the way they're put together, and it just takes so much away. Well, and It's I, a kid's story. I, I'm I'm just saying. Easy, I don't know. Easy Hebrew on the wall. <laughs> God. I'm just saying. No, I feel Ruby. Like this is all going to be written in Hebrew, and you're going to love it. Here yeah. it is. <laughs> <laughs> I just feel like we can do better. Like yeah. the Jonah story, we, we never tell the whole story. Yeah. We never, yeah. you know what I mean? Like it just, I don't know. It irritates me a little bit. Um, yeah. Am I taking the books off my daughter's shelf? No. Will I read them to my daughter? Have I read them to my daughter? Yes. So. You know, yeah. sue me, but whatever. Well, there's I'm a hypocrite. <laughs> no, there's there's room, right? There is. There's, there's room, room for you to interject and put things into, and it's I don't do it often enough. I don't read to my kids and pray often enough with them. But it's like when we do, you know, and my wife is good about, you know, hey, like we need to hit the reset button on these rhythms, you know. Yeah. But when I do, it's like, hey, and then so really, what this says, and really what you know, it, it like lasts for an hour <laughs> like, and a hey, half. Actually, you know, so. <laughs> So this <laughs> author who wrote this doesn't know scripture from a hole in the ground. <laughs> right. And yeah. <laughs> right. And it's like, oh, okay, this is what happens when your dad's a pastor. You know? <laughs> right. Yeah, you can't read the Jesus Storybook Bible. That one's pretty good. Yeah. But it's anyway. But yeah, I don't do it enough either. But she'll just Ruby will just be sitting up with her before she goes to bed and she'll yeah. just grab one and she'll be like, hmm. <laughs> you know. <laughs> and she makes <laughs> these noises if you don't know Ruby. She's like, hmm. <laughs> and it like prompts. Yeah. But she knows what she means. She knows what she means. She's and at this on point, it. I know what she means. I'm like, oh, you want me to read you this book? Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and when she is good and ready, she will 
articulate words that she already probably pronounces by herself in her crib. Oh, yeah. Well, it's funny. Like, she still, my daughter still will not say mom. But we were watching, we watched Frozen for the first time the other day while she was sick. Mm -hmm. Yesterday, the day before, I don't know. It was probably Sunday evening. Mm -hmm. She was like, Elsa, Kristoff. She did. She looked, she was like, she was like, right. She was like, Elsa. And my mom, or my mom. mom, Oh, my God. That's weird. Her mom. (laughs) She was like, where's Elsa? And Ruby was like, huh. (laughs) So points to it. Yeah. Um, So she says what she wants. It's bad. True. Bad behavior. Um, This is what it is. But anyway, circling back from that rabbit trail, um, you know, what (laughs) what would happen to us if Mm. we looked at our lives from God's perspective? What would happen if we stopped thinking that everything going on was about us, the universe revolves around us, and what would happen if we took a step back and we looked at it from the director's cut? Mm. Um, And I used that title because I was thinking about I'm not a DC fanboy. I don't watch DC movies minus the uh, the Dark Knight trilogy. It's really good. Um, but some sometime in the past year or so, the Justice League movie came out. It might even be longer than that. And by all measurable standards, it was pretty terrible, um, which may or may not be my opinion. But then the director's cut came out, and everybody was like, oh, my goodness. Like, this is so much better. Mm. And what's funny is from, like, a filmmaking standpoint, and I'm not a filmmaker, but I know they didn't go film more. You know, all the only difference was that the film was, you know, it was it was portrayed in a different way and they 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 arranged things different and included some things that weren't included in the first place but it was all the same raw footage that went into producing these two projects one was far better than the less or far better than the former and that's because the director did it and so looking at Jonah's life and looking at our lives from this perspective i felt like was was helpful mm. um so not not anything new per se but maybe just a for me it kind of helped me understand uh, maybe in a better way, the way the book is supposed to be understood, if that makes sense. It does, and I think that it's that's a good way of putting it. How you're, you know, you turn, you know, you turn the tables, you know, so so to speak. Because the tables, <laughs> the tables. <laughs> <laughs> you flip the tables like Jesus did. Yep. No, you turn the tables, so to speak, in the sense that you know we are often putting ourselves in Jonah's shoes, mm-hmm. right, rather than putting ourselves in the Lord's shoes. And saying, okay, God, how do y- how are you viewing this? Yeah, What's I mean, how many object? times have we heard a sermon about like I am Jonah? You know, yeah, <laughs> oh yeah, or you know, fill in the blank. Like and we I always want to be, and it it's, it it goes both ways. Right. To be it fair, does. it does. To be fair, it does. Yeah, but it's less looked at this way, and I think that looking at it this way makes you, you know, it it just gives perspective. It really does. Is how I how I look at it. Yeah, and I think you brought out some really cool things. Um, so just some of the things that stood out to me. Shooting from the hip here is the name of Tarshish. Mm-hmm. How you said it, Tarshish, it's Tarsus <laughs> is how I would have said it in the past. So that wasn't me like trying to be a scholar. That was just me butchering it. No, <laughs> well, Tarshish, Tarshish. Yeah, it's really hard it. to say. It isn't easy. Yeah, yeah. But you know the the meaning of that word playing into the director's cut, I thought was really good. It's true. That's it, a great piece. Yeah, and it's it's in the notes if you want to read it. But Tarshish. Tar- <laughs> I'm not even going to say it. You know the place name that I'm talking yeah, about. Tarshish. Um, tar- Shish. Yeah, we'll just... Shish. That's how you said it. <laughs> Shish. Like, yes. Tarsus. Tar- I was really hoping it didn't whatever. come through that way, but it for sure did. Yeah, we're not seminarians, so it doesn't matter. Right. We, we get passes. Yeah, it's true. We even though passes. we both have Lagos in the yeah. pronunciation tool. Right. It's true. We should have checked it. <laughs> anyway, but the point is, is it just means, I think, what did, what did you say? Open sea? Basically, open sea. Like, yeah. he wasn't necessarily going a specific place. Yeah. Um, because we don't really have from that era, we don't really have a record of anywhere called Tarshish, Tar, Tarsh, yeah, <laughs> you get it. <laughs> I'm gonna have Drew clip that. Tar, Tarshish, yeah. Anyway, um, but you know, we don't have any records of a place name, and that and that word can also mean the open sea, which makes sense because he took a boat, right? Um, so he wasn't really interested in going any specific place. He was just interested in leaving where he was. And leaving who he was just having a conversation with, which was the Lord. Yeah. Um, and in verse one, I thought it was interesting. Uh, so it says, the word of the Lord came to Jonah, the son of Amittai, saying, arise and go to Nineveh. And I think we think about this, and I brought this up in the message. We think about it as like Jonah just woke up and had like a vision or he heard something. But really, like if you look in this in in the broader context of how that phrase, the word of the Lord or Dabar Yahweh is used, in the text, it always refers to 
or I would say nine times out of ten, it refers to a physical, like, God presence. You know, Yahweh shows up yeah. in human form to have a conversation. Uh, he shows up to eat a meal with Abraham in Genesis. Like, it just, you know, and that was the word of the Lord. Like, it, it happens. And so, you know, we, like, Jonah had a face-to-face conversation. It wasn't, like, a whim, dream that he was like, oh, I'm not really sure. Like, no, it was a very, it's a very direct mm. command. And the Bible says that he fled from the face of the Lord. And the, the exact phrase is li pene, which means the face of, hmm. you know. And so, you know, it can be the face of or presence of. Um, but in context, we can kind of see how the face thing would play out. Um, and I guess really it doesn't, like Genesis, uh, I think it's Genesis 1-2, when the spirit was hovering over the face of the waters, it's that word. Mm. Um, yeah. You know. But looking at it from that way, like Jonah was indeed fleeing, you know, he was fleeing the Lord. He was not fleeing, uh, you know, where he lived. He wasn't trying, you know, he was less fleeing from a place. I'm all jumbled up now. He wasn't fleeing a place. He was fleeing a person. And that person was the Lord. Yeah. He wasn't running from Nineveh. Right. Not necessarily. I mean, indirectly, sure. But, you know, the point. You know that you're making the point was that he was running from God and his calling. God. Yeah. And and I think we've heard people say that both ways mm-hmm. um but i think that open water fleeing the face or the presence of the lord that meeting from from the lord um it, it's just a great a great way to to view this mm-hmm. you know that look we we run from the lord sometimes you know and when we're pursuing um other things like maybe maybe we need to stop and think and this is kind of where i was mm-hmm. you know maybe i need to stop and think sometimes Am I running to a specific, even when I think I'm running to a destination, Mm -hmm. maybe I'm not actually even chasing that. Maybe I'm running from something. It's true. Maybe this is just open waters for me, Mm -hmm. you know, and that can be, we we all have to kind of consider and think about what are our open waters? What are our place? And, And we live in a culture that celebrates open waters. We live in a culture that celebrates the freedom Come on in the water's fine. Well, yeah, I mean, not that culture, <laughs> right? But uh, we, you know, we we live in a place where it's like, look, if you can find freedom and if you can find um, almost like a lack of responsibility, that's great. You mm-hmm. know, um, vacating, vacation. Right. People, the the goal of everybody's life is to get to, to a point where nothing. you have no responsibility right. and don't have to work. Yeah, and yeah. and that's not. You know, this is the opposite of that. You know, mm-hmm. I'm sorry, this is that, but it's the opposite of what he should have been doing. Yeah. You know, and when we come face to face with the Lord, the Lord has something that he wants to tell us, you know, mm-hmm. and that something is going to turn into somewhere. Um, right. But if we run from those meetings with the Lord into open waters, you know, chaos is coming. Chaos is coming. And chaos that's where we're is going. coming. So yeah. to talk to that, uh, talk, to, uh, you know, we don't have to, you don't have to take the long way around, but yeah. Just this chaotic All right, buckle waters. up. Verse by verse. Here we go. Excuse me. I skimmed it hard on Sunday. I really, there's Did so you? much to get into, and I was just like, ah, I got to stay on point. You can deep dive further if you no, want. No, no, there's no. I just think people need to see this. The imagery is yeah. is really. It's really important. It is. Really so, important in the story. And this is where you'll miss this if you're not aware of kind of what waters represent, mm-hmm. you know, especially in, in the creation narrative and some of these others. So exactly. talk to them a little <coughs> bit about that. Maybe some things that you didn't get to hit on in your message. Yeah, yeah. There, there's a couple things that I maybe glossed over. Um, I, I hit on them just to make the points that I wanted to make, mm-hmm. um, but I didn't d- dive too deep. Um, so when we so look... Huh? <laughs> right. Yeah, I always do down. puns and not like intend to do them. Know. Like it's just I'm a walking dad joke. Mm. It's just what I am. Yeah, you are. Um, <laughs> I'm just a joke. Um, <laughs> Key. <laughs> but um, chaotic waters. Yeah. By the way, whoever's Old Spice ringtone went off in church on Sunday. Shout out to you because that was really funny. <laughs> um, I told him it didn't really. C- I heard about it, but it didn't really come through. My mother-in-law told me about it. Yeah. Um, but it didn't come through as as much on. I the was YouTube. like on a pause, and everybody was like locked in, and then it was just like do 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 do. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, man, funny. wow. It got a good laugh. That's for yeah. sure. Oh yeah, you could hear the laugh on the mic. Yeah. Um, and I was laughing too. <laughs> But circling around to the chaos stuff, um, so Jonah's thrown into the waters, you know, and we'll skip through a little bit of the middle there, but he's thrown into the waters. And what's important to understand is, like, Jonah's actions have led him to a place of decreation. What do I mean by that? What I mean is that in Genesis 1, God is bringing order to the cosmos. He's, he's taming the waters. He's telling them to be at bay in the same way that Jesus did when he was on the boat and he calmed the storm. 
uh, and the waters. Um, but he's bringing order. Genesis one twenty one says God created the Tanimim, uh, which some translations do whales, some translations just do sea creatures. But really what it means is it means like a sea dragon would be the most literal interpretation. Um, when Pharaoh, when Pharaoh and his, uh, you know, his, his, his magicians or his wise men, they sent out the serpents uh, after Moses turned out or turned his staff into a serpent. Those were Tanimim. Um, so there's like this theme where this verb is used, but it's always, it always talks about some form of like uh, dastardly sea creature, a sea dragon. Um, and that's not to say that, you know, the point, and I said this in the message, <laughs> the point isn't that we, it, it's not that we should be looking for sea dragon fossils because it's in the Bible. You know, are there sea dragons? Were there sea dragons? I don't really know. I don't really care. Um, but in the ancient Near East, this was a chaos symbol. And what what I mean when I say that is like everything that is not Eden, everything that is not uh, a part of God's good orchestrated world wor- or world falls into this bucket, this chaos bucket. And yeah. so you have the sea monsters and which, you know, I'll tie in kind of how significant Genesis 121 is when we circle back through. Um, but the chaos dragon and then the waters, the chaotic waters, these are all signs and symbols of decreation. You know, when when the Noah's flood happens, the waters collapse back in on themselves that like decreation happens in the flood the, the chaos waters are unleashed and so what's happening is, is is jonah's situation his choices have brought him to a place where he is now literally neck deep in the water and he is swallowed up by a sea dragon and so that's kind of how the imagery takes you there yeah. um and what's interesting and so <laughs> and I, I i called rob out during the, the message because he always will like hey jonah's you know jonah jonah and the whale you know and i'm like no the Bible very clearly says big fish, okay? It's not a whale. It's a big fish, <laughs> and that's important to me, and you'll see why. Um, but so if you read the text, it's, you know, like I said, some text will render it a whale, which may or may not be an accurate inference because I guess in some way or another you could consider that a like a sea monster if you're like an ancient person. Whatever. I think whales are sea monsters. Yeah. I'd be scared to death. I did some research on the back end, and actually the – like in the Mediterranean, one of the the sea creatures that would have been a candidate for what swallowed Jonah would have been a basking shark, huh. which are the things that like they have the big. It's almost like an unhinged mouth. It gets really big, yeah, and yeah. it can just swallow you. And on top of that, there <laughs> are stories in the last hundred years of somebody like a whaler or somebody being swallowed and spit oh yeah. up and surviving. Oh yeah. So it's kind of a the the, <laughs> the whole thing's pretty plausible, but. Um, you but could call that thing a sea monster. Yeah. 100%. I'm just defending it. Yeah. Um, I'm defending my position. Defend what you want. It was a whale. Yeah. Just <laughs> but seriously. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but so the the uh, the noun in Hebrew, it, it's literally just great fish in Hebrew. Um, you know, dog, gadol. Gadol is great, which when we say, oh, that's great, like we think that's good. But in Hebrew, like great is like a, you know, you think about like a great warrior or a great king, like somebody who's very... Uh, <laughs> capable of hurting you, like mm. great as in like threatening, mm. um, maybe a better way of describing that term. And then dog is just a generic term for fish. Uh, D-A-G is how we would spell it. Um, and I was like, okay. I was like, that's pretty generic. Very mm. non-specific verbiage used. I was like, let's check Threatening the fish. Yeah. Mm. Well, great fish, whatever, you know. Uh, literally great fish, but it d- just depends on how you would use the word great. And I was like, okay. I was like, well, let me check. I have my uh, my Hebrew Dead Sea Scrolls mm. in my in my Lagos account. And I was like, let's check and see if there's a Jonah manuscript and if it uses the same verbiage. And I did. And to my surprise, it's the same verbiage as the Masoretic text. Interesting. Which is interesting. And then I was like, okay. Well, let me check the Septuagint, which is the Greek translation of the Old Testament, and see how they rendered rendered it. And it was uh, megalokate. Mm. I think I'm I'm probably butchering that. I don't do Greek. Um, not yet at least. And it was, th- it's kind of the same concept, but there's two Greek words for fish. One is I think pescas mm. or pesca, which is where we get the word pescatarian, pescatarian, generic fish. So this word used in Greek is different in meaning than the one that we have in Hebrew, Hebrew, very generic. And this one is a very different kind of fish in hmm. Greek. And so Jesus, when he talks about Jonah being swallowed, uh, by the fish, the NASB actually does render it sea monster when Jesus is talking about it. Um, but he uses the Greek word ketos, uh, which is, I think, both the name of a Greek deity and also like very explicitly describes a sea monster. Hmm. And so to me, I'm like, OK, so the chaos imagery is there. Like that's for 100%. sure, you know, to me. And if look, if Jesus said it, I'm good with it. Um, so to me, that kind of laid the groundwork. And I was tracking on this. And then 
coincidentally, as I was prepping, the Bible Project came out with their uh, their Jonah mm. classroom series, and I was like, okay, let me see if I'm on the right path. Yep. And me and Tim are on the same. Timmy said. Yeah, me and Tim were on the same wavelength, and I was like, okay, I'm not crazy. Yeah, I got yeah. it. <laughs> that was like affirming. Well, I think it fits, and and this it is does. the lovely thing about Bible study. It's mm-hmm. you're not coming up with anything new. Right. You're just coming up with more pieces. Yep, more know, pieces to the puzzle. And and what that you know, essentially if I put a puzzle together we were talking about our kids earlier, you know, when we start off doing puzzles with our children, first it's like a, <laughs> the a <big> tiger <laughs> with a peg through it and mm-hmm. it's like the full picture and you just put tiger where tiger is. You know what I mean? Man, Ruby loves those things. Yeah. She's like, huh. <laughs> 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 but that's how you do puzzles, you know, when you're first starting off. But what makes it more intricate is when you take that tiger and you just put it into 20 different pieces mm-hmm. or then a hundred or a thousand. Right. Um, and, and there's so much more there. Right. Uh, so what this is, is this is just more pieces, just more pieces, you know, now you we're taming chaotic waters exactly. that brings in the creation narrative yeah. and you're decreating yeah. what happens when the Lord speaks, mm-hmm. right? Well, things are created. Yeah. Genesis one, mm-hmm. what happens when you run from his words your life is decreated. Exactly. <laughs> right. Son. There's so much there. Uh, there's so much there. That's amazing. And to you me, know? like people are, oh, you know, there's this goodness. debate of whether, you know, is Jonah, is Jonah real? Is Jonah not real? Like, well, like, look at, like, regard. I don't care, honestly. Like, look at yeah. what, like, look at the picture that's being painted here. Right. To run from the word of the Lord is to inevitably run into chaos. And yeah. that was one of my, uh, practical points at the end of the message is yeah. to run from Jesus, mm-hmm. to run from Christ, is to run to chaos, chaos or decreation. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't and like we just think that we can go off and do our own thing, That's right? And that there is no, you know, that no well, ramifications. There's no ramifications, but there it, is exactly. Yeah, and it's not even that the God's like, oh, you're you're going off and doing your own thing. I'm going to punish you. Like, no, that's that's just what you're running back to. Yeah, like it's just it it is there. We, you know, the chaos dragon. Genesis one twenty one. God created it. Like the forces of chaos in this world are just there. Yeah, they are, and you're running to it. Yeah, and I think that that's that's a good point to think about. You know, it's not just God being, you know, this mean guy who's going to judge you. Mm-hmm. You know, the flip side of not having a loving father is having the chaotic waters. Yep. You know, is having mm-hmm. the, um, you know, the the cosmos is now against you. Yep. Rather than him taming it for you. Mm, that's H- good. His kingdom really is either good. going to come in such a way that it brings to fruition fruit in your life mm-hmm. from from a beautiful garden. Right. Or it will tend to entropy so fast. Yep. You know, as we run to our sin, as we run and deconstruction happens as long as the Holy Spirit and the Lord is not present. You're deconstructing. Yeah. You're decreating. And so why is that important? Because he's the second Adam. You know, the first Adam is nothing more than chaos, mm-hmm. right? The second yep. Adam is reversing the curse. Yeah. You know, and so kind of hit on that. I think it was, oh gosh, it was probably two months ago in one of your mm-hmm. messages from first Corinthians about how those, it's there. those who are lost are in an active state of being destroyed. Active. They're active actively state. being destroyed. Not that God is destroying them, but that's just the state that they're in. That's right. And we're giving them a message who's trying to save them from being decreated. Yeah. And, and this brings urgency to our mission. You know, and, mm-hmm. and it's I can't remember the verse, but it's that's exactly what it was. Yeah. Um, but it, it's just it's so good. Like getting the optics who are perishing. Th- something like that, that was it. Yeah. Um, the full. Um, yeah. The preaching it's the in there somewhere is, mm-hmm. you know, salvation of those. But to those it's yeah. The, mm-hmm. the to those who are perishing is foolishness. That's right. Like that. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, it, it's just, it's so good. I love this perspective. I love taming the chaotic waters, what that means, the deconstruction that's happening. Um, I'll throw this at you. I'll lob this at you. M- and maybe you'll laugh it off in your research. But I, it's, I know it's in the commentaries because I've preached from there before. But um, the, the idea that he um, chartered this boat, you know, mm-hmm. right, to the open sea. Um, the most commentaries will say, um, that you know he rent he chartered the whole thing, and when you chartered a boat in this day and age, you um, you know you had to pay for the crew. So like literally, when he didn't he didn't punch a ticket and get on a bus, mm-hmm. he chartered the boat. Jonah had means, 
Yeah. He, he had the money. He threw some money down. Preachers of L.A. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I don't even know if that show still comes on, but anyway. Was it a thing? Yeah, it uh, was. Yeah, wait for the the preachers of BQ. <laughs> uh, but the the point is, is like... Catch me at sunset. Catch me at sunset. <laughs> How about that? But uh, the thing is, is like he... Running from the face of the Lord, like he... Costs you a ton. Oh, my goodness. The K... So, and this is where... So... This is so. There's so much here. This is practical for everybody. Running from the face of the Lord hits you in your pockets, <laughs> and everybody watching was like, "Oh, I don't oh. want that. I don't want that." Well, but think about that, right? If if the Lord is, if we're stewarding what we have financially towards the Lord, mm-hmm. then He blesses it. He sanctifies it. He sets it apart, mm-hmm. right? Jonah, what he had was now not being set apart. It was being thrown in. Yep. Everything that he had was Swallowed what up. tossed overboard. Yep. What does that mean? It means all of the money that he just invested, right, Go on. was gone into this chartering, into this running, into the life that you think you're gonna have. Even and and this is hard for us to to come to grips with, right? Yeah. But like even when things are going well, like Satan uses good things. Mm-hmm. He it, he uses good things to consume us. He uses the the wealth and the wisdom of the world in negative ways sometimes. It's true. He will use good things to tear us down. That's right. But the moral of the story here is that God will use bad things to build us up. That's right. You know, by all measurable standards. He tamed it. He tamed it. He reversed it. The the sea monster that would have been, and and this is not exclusive to the Israelites, like the world, like that part of the world at the time, like these... You know, the sea beasts, the sea dragons, <laughs> Rahab, your dog's named after one. Um, <laughs> she is a sea dragon. But these, oh, um, <laughs> that was the other thing that we did that's been chaotic. New dog, chaotic puppy waters. dog. We got a puppy. That was dumb. Anyway, <laughs> you heard hey, it you're, you're just right an here. ambitious guy. That's that's all there is. That I am. Um, but, you know, the <laughs> the thing that that every everybody would have been like, oh, he's a goner. And the sailors, you know, yeah. they don't know that. They probably went to their grave thinking Jonah died. Yeah. You know, they saw him get swallowed by something and they went back to shore in their boat. Well, but they knew, right? Because, you know. They went back and they worshiped the Lord. Exactly. And that's the piece in this story where it's like the reversal, Mm -hmm. right? When the Lord created something, right? uh, uh, Recreated, right? Mm -hmm. Tamed the chaos. Yeah. um, They saw, right? Mm -hmm. And I think your point to, um, you know, and I don't want to. I don't want to steal your thunder. Go ahead, share it. What happens when you know we're running versus the people that are around us that we're taking with us? Yeah, it's true. You're never. You're not on an island. You know, your decisions affect those around you, whether you know it or not. And it doesn't yeah. even necessarily have to be your family, but your actions affect everybody on a daily basis. Yeah. And when you choose to run from what you know the Lord wants, and a lot of it's a simple thing, like we're. You know, if you're a dad, you're you're called by God to be a good father. Yeah. If you're a husband, you're called to be a good husband. Like very, if you're employed, you're called to be a good employee. Hmm. You know, these are very practical. Like no debate, God's calling for your life. Right. And when we choose to run from that or neglect that, whatever that looks like, like we're taking somebody else down with us, which is not good. That's right. Um. And I I made the the comment on Sunday, like not everybody is as lucky as Jonah. Hmm to get like m- every virtually every other person that's been eaten by a fish in human history has, has not died. been spit up. They have died. That's right. You know, the forces of chaos will consume you and you may, you may not get out like the same way that Jonah did, which is sobering to think about. But, and I think that that's a theme from the director's cut, if yeah. you will. It's, mm-hmm. it's the, the men that he chartered, mm-hmm. you're stewarding resources, uh, how many people are you leading to the Lord? Mm-hmm. How many people are you leading to the recreation? Right. They that be in Christ are new creatures. Yeah. Right. And, and some people would even regard Jonah as as the first missionary. Some would call him that. Um, whether that's fair or not, I guess is up for debate. But I, mean, he, I mean, I think it's fair. It's yeah. But he was the only prophet in in Old Testament history to be sent to a foreign nation to preach a, a message of repentance. Yeah. Um. Th- at least that that I could think of off the top of my head right it's now. It's crazy though when you think about mm-hmm. that, isn't it? It's yeah. Just like non-Hebrews. I don't. It's yeah. It's, it's weird. Just a strange. Especially thing. given who the Assyrians were. Like the whole thing is just very backwards. It's very strange. But but he says to me, I remember a, a spot in the text where it says. You know, I think it's kind of like the Lord's why in this. Well, there's like a hundred thousand people who don't know their right hand right. from their left they're hand. Right, they're children. They're kids. Mm-hmm. You know, and so I think that the the director's cut is showing us there is it shows us God's heart. Yeah, you're renting men, you know, to charter this boat, you know, and you're concerned about them getting you to open sea, 
and I'm concerned about taming their waters as well. Right. Yep. And then there's children, you know, in Nineveh that I'm concerned about that I that I want to show my love to, mm-hmm. and you know, Jonah's like, no, heck no. Right. You exactly. Know, so you get his, you get the Lord's heart, you know, coming yeah. through this. Narrative. It does. It shows. And, you know, in spite of Jonah's disobedience and him doing everything he can to divert what God wanted him to do, God ultimately still gets the end result that he desired. Yeah. You know, which is cool. And it doesn't really, I mean, maybe I'm mistaken, but I don't really see a resolution on Jonah's end. No. It just ends like this, like, open-ended thing where mm-hmm. it's like, what happened to that guy, you know? You know what's funny is um, Jim Rosendale came up to me on Sunday he said this in small group about Jonah's grave, grave. in Assyria, which is somewhere. It was somewhere in modern Iraq, but they ISIS destroyed it. I think yeah. a couple years ago, something like that. So we have a man in our church who um, he's done like six tours over there, yeah, different places around the world. I don't um, know if he's high profile or not. Maybe we shouldn't have name dropped him. Oh, yeah, I don't know. Sorry, dude. Yeah. Well, we'll, we'll yeah. Go back and scrub it. No, yeah, just we'll kidding. We'll scrub it or something. He'll be all right. Yeah, yeah. he'll, be, um, he'll hey, be. If fine. you've ever seen him, he's more than capable of defending himself. Yeah, so that's true. Come but on, Al, Al- Qaeda. Let's. Uh, <laughs> but he did share in in small group the same thing, and it's like, it seems it seems as though mm-hmm. the historical he may have narrative had a turn of heart that Jonah had a turn of heart. Yeah, a turn whatever that. Yeah, however a we should have said heart. that. Yeah, there you go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it seems that you know his historically his grave was there in Nineveh, and yep. so he either came off that hill and decided to, you know, go in and embrace embrace what the Lord had for him. Yep. Um, and I think for all of us, right, like we have to find that place where, you know, we see whatever it is we're looking at and looking towards. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's the open sea that we have to turn our back on. Yep. And we have mm-hmm. to go, okay, this seems like a really difficult path, but ultimately that's my recreation. Yep. That's the non-chaotic version. Mm-hmm. And so we have to like unpack that in our hearts and in our lives as to what the non-chaotic version is. A lot of people will look at a Christian's life whether in Afghanistan, you know, in mm-hmm. 2021 and they'll think, "Well, that's retarded." You know, that's crazy. Yeah. But it's actually not. It's it's the non-chaotic version. Right. You know? Mm-hmm. That's the Lord doing re- recreation work in our so lives. So I'm actually reading a book right now. Uh, I think it's called Dreams and Visions. Mm. But it's about the Christian awakening in the Muslim world and how these people are, like, having dreams. Oh, my goodness. And one of the first stories sounds is... fun. Yeah, it's really good so far. It's like a six-hour audiobook. Really it's cool. quick. And it's literally just a... So far, it's just a compilation of stories mm. that they've, you know, that they either know of firsthand from their ministry or wow. stuff that's been, like, vetted and verified. So it's not ju- not just like bunk. Yeah. Um, but this lady had a dream and, you know, the the story is this guy's in a marketplace and a woman runs up to him and she's like, she's calling him by name. Wow. And, uh, you know, the ghost. guy's like, and the guy's a Christian and he's in a, a market in a Muslim country. And so when somebody scary want to, and he was like, okay, number one, like women are not allowed to talk in public. Like, yeah. and this woman is coming at me shouting my name wow. and I'm a Christian. I could be in danger. Yeah. You know, and number two, where's her husband? Because even if this isn't about that, I could be in trouble for just talking to her. Wow. You know, and so she comes up to him and she's like, I saw you in a dream last night. And he's kind of like putting it together. And he was like, well, was I in a dream with a guy named Yeshua? And she was like, yeah, like you were you were wearing these clothes. And, you know, I was in the dream and they told me to come here at this point in time. And, you know, Whoa. I, yeah. And he was like, and, and on his end, he said I w- he was just reading his Bible this, that morning and he just felt a strong like impression like I should go to the market and buy whatever he was buying. And so she like meets him there. He's wearing the clothes that she he was wearing in her dream, the same glasses, like the same the whole thing. And and she was like, yeah, I just I had this dream and it was I just I've never felt. And, you know, but circling back to like that culture over there, like for her to turn to Jesus, like it cost her something. Mm. And he was, you know, she was like, so do I have to, and she had no, no, no idea about Christianity because she was a Muslim. Right, right. And they, he said they had like a three hour conversation and she was like, so are you telling me that I have to, you know, that I have to uh, convert from Islam or, or leave Islam? And mind you, and if you think about it, like in her culture, like she would have lost everything. Yeah. And he was like, Probably I'm not. Including her life. Yeah. And he was like, I'm not telling you to do anything. I'm just telling you that Jesus wants you to follow him. That's why you had that dream. Mm. And that's why we're here having this conversation. <laughs> and he said she just kind of paused and was like, wow, that's a lot. I'll have to think about that. Mm. And I think we take for granted, like, how, like, 
in that culture, like to turn to Jesus, you're very much so turning away from everything that makes sense. Yeah. And in our culture, we view it as more of a just a whatever thing like, oh, yeah, I'm a Christian, you know, today. And, uh, and and in some cases, that works out to our benefit economically, socially, whatever. Right. That's right. But over there, it is like you're giving up your whole life. Yeah. Like you were. It does not work out. Yeah. It looks like from, from the outside, from your perspective, that you're entering into the chaotic waters. But really, you're entering into recreation. Yeah. And it's just such a. The Lord has tamed the sea dragon. Yep. He has tamed the chaotic waters. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. He sure has. Mm, mm, mm. But really good stuff. There's. And there's a ton more that we could cover, but I would just encourage you to, like I said on Sunday, read the book of Jonah. It's probably a 20-minute read, if that. Read it five times, see what sticks out. Then go back and read Genesis 1. You know, tie those two things together because yeah. they do work together. Um, but, man, Jonah is just, <laughs> it is pregnant with good stuff. Um, <laughs> and it it's going to give birth yeah, on Sunday. It is going to give birth on Sunday. Church Sunday. on Sunday. <laughs> um, Yo, my Chick-fil-A. <laughs> Dude, Kanye, I wish I, it just wasn't my flavor. I really wanted to like that album, but yeah, it it's okay. You know, except for that one, that yeah, was good. that one was good. Yep. Um, but yeah, go back and listen to it. Um, I mean, not to toot my own horn, I felt like it went pretty well. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, it's definitely some of my best work. And when I say my best work, I mean it's just a really good text, and I feel like there's yeah. a lot, there's yeah. just a lot out there to unearth in such a small book. It's such a work yeah. of art. Yeah, and it is work to unearth and find and and you know pray in the spirit to reveal those things, mm-hmm. you know. And and I think it was really, I think it was really good. I yeah. think it was edifying and it built up the church. I can't wait for this next week. It's going to be really good. Yeah. What do you want to leave them with? Maybe uh, a teaser, a cliffhanger, getting them into to, to next week. Well, I think right now the 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 theme is like Jonah chapter three and four. Like you're kind of the first verse of chapter three is like a reboot, like. The word of the Lord came again to Jonah, mm. and he actually does it this time. Uh, so we're kind of going at a, you know, we're going at a reboot. That's we're going good. at this thing again. Uh, so we're we're looking at take two this week. I don't know if that's the title or not yet, but that's pretty that's much good. it. Take that's two. Title. Yeah. Yeah. Like okay. It. Maybe that that is the title. That's is that what we're going to title. Are you going with it? You heard it here first. Take two. Yeah. That's Jonah. Fun. Take two. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. What a, what a great conversation. It's good stuff. And, yeah. um, it, was, it was a great message. That's why we had a great conversation. Yes. So well, well done, and I can't wait to do this again next again. week yes. uh, after your second message. We'll so, see how this one goes. Yeah. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for tuning in. God bless Love you all.